0: Thanksgiving Day is coming up, and each year, the secularization of America, or should I say secularization, even in the church, makes these Christian-originated holidays become godless, that God doesn't exist. For example, Easter is Easter bunny and eggs. And Christmas is Santa Claus and Rudolph. And even when we went to China, they knew nothing about Jesus, but everyone knew about Santa Claus and Christmas trees. Same thing with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's day has originated, and even Abraham Lincoln's declaration, have you read that? The manuscript, it's very available and online mentions God as a source of every good thing, that we ought to give thanks, that we should never forget God. But it's easy to be just filled with turkey and entertainment, sweets. So as we celebrate today as a Thanksgiving Sunday, I thought we need to learn to say thank you. the Lord but how so by the end of the message my aim is that our hearts not only filled with motivation but equipped oh this is how I could cultivate thankfulness in my heart in my lives, as well Colossians 3 verse 15 through 16 and 17 is our text but there is a prelude to to this text in order for us to know how let's look at the command one more time maybe some of you are very familiar with this first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you four observations before we learn how to give thanks. Number one is that giving thanks is a cure for spiritual diseases. How timely it is when we went through First Corinthians 10, one of the four major sins in the Israelites' journey through the wilderness, which kind of signals or parallels as a type of salvation. For all those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, the forty years of journey in the desert was a object lesson for us. One of the four major sinful patterns that God was God was displeased with was grumbling. People complained. They were shouting. Crying out to God to deliver them out of this slavery in Egypt. But going through the desert, why do you have to take us out of Egypt? Now we don't have water, we don't have food. The only thing we have is the same thing every day, which is manna, Supernatural food. And the water comes from rock. Grumbling. It's a, literally mumbling complaints. And we could get into that dark, toxic spirit. Have you been around those people? Oh, the whole air is very, very unhealthy. All of a sudden, your good mood goes away when when you hear grumbling after grumbling after grumbling. What's the cure for that? Not trying not to grumble, not to complain? No, it doesn't work. It's almost like, trying to not to think about red apple. In order to do that, you need to think about something else. The Bible wisely teaches us this idea of put off something and put on. If you put off and try to keep putting off, your vacuum will not stay vacuum. So when you give thanks, that's a cure for grumbling. And another one, similar one, it's just entitlement. Entitlement is so common to our generations. When you, when you feel entitled, husband comes up entitled to be treated like a king. I worked hard, so you ought to be nice, not only nice, and give me some nice food. And give me some smiles and gentle hug and a little touch. Okay, entitlement of wife is, I'm dying with this baby or this toddler. My husband is coming in. Freedom! <laughs> Here's, I'm entitled to rest and you need to be nice because I took care of your child as well as mine, but... The list goes on and on. The cure for entitlement is thanksgiving, giving thanks. Spiritual amnesia is another one. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget none of his benefits. Isn't it so true that God did wonderful things for us at that moment, but spiritual amnesia, I meant, by that I meant, we tend to forget things so easily. Cure for that is giving thanks. God has given us free place to worship. It's unheard of. Four years of rent-free, we ran up there, met upstairs, and we're going to go to lunch. And for those of you who are visiting, you will see that place. And we could we still use that. But this little place that we had, it was a wonderful miracle for us. God's provision. And some of us were calculating in their head really fast how we're going to afford it. That's the question. We all experience. It's, it has been two and a half years in this, in this facility. And as especially as parents, who are so grateful for these places for our kids and our worship room and our worship team and uh, the people who come early to set up. It's so nice for two and a half years we didn't have to set up and break down. But we tend to forget. And same thing in your family, God has done so many things. In your Christian life, and physical and financial provision, protected your family, healed the diseases, and all of a sudden, we become forgetful. Cure for that, once again, is giving thanks, and we lack of with the lack of trust is not trying to muster more trust, but by giving thanks we express the trust and trust grows. Number two, thanksgiving or giving thanks is the best way to show our faith and trust in God. Scripture says it is impossible to please God without faith. Have you learned the why that is? God says, in order for you to please me, all i really want is your faith your heart that trusts me the burnt offering offering i do not desire and sacrifices in the old testament what i really desire is your trust and obedience for those of us became dads and moms and the babies and toddler and preschool and elementary, the teenage and the young adult, we know exactly why that is. When our kids trust our care, our guidance, the relationship goes deeper and our affection goes deeper. And God is not pleased with all the things that we do and with an empty heart and there is no trust, suspicion, and continuously disillusionment. Um, But lack of faith can grow. Many of us think that, oh, I don't have any faith, but actually you do have more faith than you realize. So think about this the idea of I need to get strengthened I feel a little weak you don't wait until you get strengthened you take a walk, you lift weights you exercise, you become stronger, same thing with faith if you continually practice giving thanks every day as a way of life you will begin to see your, your faith and your trust will grow Thirdly, giving thanks is God's will for our daily lives in Christ Jesus. No-brainer here. I really want to know God's will for me. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In Christ Jesus is a favorite phrase Paul, Apostle Paul used as a believer, everything that God has given us freely is in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, be out of that result. This is how God wants you to live today. How? Give thanks in all circumstances. And lastly, giving thanks is what we are to do in all circumstances. Remember, uh, observation is important. The scripture says not giving thanks for all circumstances because there are bad, really, really bad circumstances. The command is not giving thanks for all circumstances, Giving thanks in circumstances. Why? For the Lord is good even though life is bad. Life is hard. And this is the gospel. Good news of Jesus Christ. With this kind of size of uh, crowd and congregation I could even Guarantee. There are many, several people here whose circumstances look very bad. It's hard. The stress is real. Pain is growing. And I, for example, I have a brother whose brain has incurable disease that he has his right side is close to paralyzed. And he has a speech speech impediment. And for those of you who don't know, my elder brother is also a pastor. So in his circumstances, Scripture daringly commands for him to give Thanks. The gospel is, God never commands us unless he gives us strength and power and way to do it. That's why I want to uh, meditate just briefly on Colossians 3. So we all know that rather than feeling so dutiful, another thing to do, how do we grow cultivate thankful heart how do we learn to give thanks in all circumstances there's just simply three things here starting with verse 15 and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful one body means body of Christ the community of Christ all church members not just this particular local church but everyone who follows Jesus Christ as a believer belong to Christ as members of Christ and the key number one to learning how to give thanks in all circumstances is letting the peace of Christ rule in your hearts which leads us to give thanks to all all circumstances what does it mean it means letting the Christ the peace of Christ rule in our hearts means that it means making the peace of Christ to be the referee if you will or umpire of your heart and to be led by the desires of Christ. This is a kind of strange thing uh, if you do not understand. The gospel is free from we don't merit, we don't earn that freedom, that peace of Christ. Positionally, if you believe God brings you into Christ where peace of Christ dwells but conditionally what happens is it doesn't happen automatically if you are if you are a believer and when you when you expect that oh I want peace to come to me and actually the bible turns the table around and it say listen to the peace of Christ and the spirit of calling and whistling when that peace is broken. What does that mean? There are two reasons, major reasons um, when we lose peace in our hearts. And number one is when we follow the flesh or the sinful desires of our heart rather than desires of Christ. For example, the Bible clearly says, forgive one another as you have been forgiven by God in Christ Jesus. And your fleshly desire, which, is, which means whenever, whenever I say fleshly desires, by default mode, it is a natural thing. The natural thing is for our, if we do whatever we want to do, we want to grab hold on to that bitterness. Vengeful heart. And we don't want to let go. Because a, there's a sense of power and control. The nudging of the Holy Spirit, the desires of the Holy Spirit within your heart is forgive. When you disregard the referee, referee's call, what happens is we lose peace of Christ. Isn't it so sad when God has given us peace of Christ, shalom, God's shalom to each one of us freely. We haven't earned it, but we could lose it in in our heart condition just because we insist our sinful, stubborn way. Second way, it is desiring it is because we desire the world's peace and rather than christ 's peace. If you begin to love the world and seek the affirmation and peace of the world it's very temporary. It is almost like when you are thirsty in the ocean lost is. It's so tempting to to drink the ocean water. You know what happens? Because of salty water, you're going to get thirstier. You're going to die out of that. But it's so easy to desire. Materialistic things. If I have this, I will have peace. Just, you know, better car. And better house. And better school. And it's Temporary. That peace is accomplished in a temporary way and Satan, and the evil one, deceives you. Temporarily, you think that you have a peace, but tomorrow you will lose. On top of that, worrying about losing that gives you stress. And then that stress takes the peace away. I'm going to say something very carefully do not misunderstand me it is not just uh, blatant sins or sinful desires but it could be very nice good things, noble things, let me give you an example from my life I'm a pastor who wants to genuinely care for people and then at times when I'm doing ministry I could get driven. Because, you know, a few more minutes, I could have a breakthrough with this person or this couple. And my wife is waiting because the promised time has already passed maybe 10, 15 minutes. The nudging of the Holy Spirit is surrender to me. Go. Meet your wife's knees. Help out with our four boys, by the way. But I could rationalize. After all, don't they need me? Don't they, am I called to be pastor who's deeply caring? And I could see I could help. That's insisting my way. The the nudging of the Holy Spirit is to this. If you look at from the surface, no one will blame me, caring deeply for the flock of the church. But Holy Spirit blows a whistle. I became more important than what Christ desires. So when you think about the relationship between peace and thanksgiving, Thankfulness. this is the key how do you cultivate thankful heart when your heart is continually ruled by peace can you think of a peaceful person and very grumbling person no can you think of peaceful person person who is just kind of glowing with the peace of presence of Christ and thankful person thankful heart Oh yes, there's so many people that I've seen matches that. So how's your heart this morning? does the peace of Christ rule in your heart or have you lost hearing the whistle call? And none other than Roy Hessian puts it so well in the book called Calvary Road simply called He writes, Grumbling, bossiness, carelessness, down to the smallest thing are all revealed as sins. When we are prepared to let our days to be ruled by the peace of God many times a day and over the smallest things, we shall have to avail ourselves of the cleansing blood of Jesus. And we find ourselves walking the way of brokenness As never before, but Jesus will be manifested in all his loveliness and grace in that brokenness. Many of us, however, have neglected the referee's whistle so often, so long, that we have ceased to hear it. Days follow days, and we feel we have little need of cleansing and no occasion of being broken. In that condition, we are usually in a worse state than we can ever imagine. It will need a great hunger for restored fellowship with God to possess our hearts before we will be willing to cry, willing to cry to God to show us where the blood of Jesus must be applied. He will show us, to begin with, just one thing. And it will be our obedience and brokenness on that one thing that will be the first step into revival for us. So people of God, pay attention to your heart. It's not just a crankiness or the emotional state that you just have all of a sudden. But it could be the voice of the Holy Spirit Calling out to surrender, to turn away from your sins, to turn away from your insisting, stubborn way, and to follow the desires of the Holy Spirit. Number two, key is letting the word of Christ richly dwell in us, which will lead us to give thanks in all circumstances. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Did you notice that? Letting the Christ, the word of Christ, richly dwell in our hearts will actually lead to peace. Because in the vacuum of if we don't have a word of God, word of Christ within our heart, Holy Spirit's prompting will be muffled. Let me say that again. God could speak to anyone, but because God has given us already spoken word, a written word, when the Holy Spirit nudges us, prompts us, most oftentimes, He'll bring up some things we learned, some things we heard, some things we read, and some things we have meditated. In our generation, once some supernatural experiences, you get up and all of a sudden you hear these words, the audible voice. Be very careful. You might need to go to a mental hospital for that. Well, the point that I'm making is of course God could do supernatural things but when the word of God is not dwelling in your heart you tend to ignore what God desires. We all tend to ignore and become willfully ignorant about what God desires because it bothers us. So it means to fill our hearts the word of God in Psalm 119 the psalmist expression was I have hidden your word in my heart hidden is treasuring I have treasured in my heart your word." the question and challenge that I'm asking for all of us do you want to be thankful if so does your heart have the r- rich word of God? Lots of, of it? The tape that is playing in your head is it golf? Or is it entertainment? Is that your business? Or is that something that you're worried about? About your kids? Was it does the word of God come to your mind? Isn't it interesting that when we encounter difficult circumstances, these Bible verses will come up? Not necessarily verbatim, because some of us didn't memorize that verse particularly, but it will be reminded. The work of the Holy Spirit is he gives us Here's my confession. Um, I have, I've been meeting with several couples the uh, past few weeks. I'm grateful because our, our church culture is finally embracing brokenness and not to be ashamed to seek help and actually it becomes a normal, ordinary thing. One of God's gifts for me is I'm hearing their stories Oftentimes, the scripture I mem- memorize and meditate will come to me, exact things they need as a discernment. And most of times, people are helped because of this. The same thing in our lives. Do you know how to deal with your stress? Do you know how to, how to worry, not to worry about these mundane things that you, you become so bothered by? Do you want to be restful and peaceful and thankful? Let the word of Christ richly dwell in your heart. That's why quiet time is daily, quiet time is important. Not because you get brownie points if having met with God. Key number three. Or before that, do you know, do you realize that today? The parallel passage to Colossians 3, verse 15 through 17 is actually Ephesians five verse 18 to 19. Summarizing Colossians 5:16, the verse that we just read, is basically, "Be filled with God's word and sing with it and admonish you with it." That's the expression. Now listen to this. Verse 18b. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. In other words, in order for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, supernatural power to control our lives, to experience that. Because in, in that sense, Christian life is not a natural life. It's a supernatural life because we have the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit who can fill us. That requires being filled with God's Word. And the Holy Spirit will use that. Key number three. Doing all things in the name of the Lord, Jesus will lead us to give thanks in all circumstances finally verse 17 have you noticed that each verse has about thanksgiving and giving thanks 17 says and whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him what does it mean doing everything all things in the name of jesus In the Greco-Roman world, this is so clear to people because doing something in the name of somebody meant authority. A lot of times, the masters will have the name. Servants didn't really have even names. So, it's A lot of times, those, the unique Greek names in New Testament, it means number one. Number two, like a cat in the head kind of thing, right? The thing number one, thing number two, their, their, their names were like this. But when they become Christian, the master will give them, the bondservant, their full right and admonishment, and go do it in the name of my name. And they'll do it. And even for me, I, I shared about my brother a little bit. So he has speech impediment and his right side has a hard, hard time to walk. He can't use the right hand. And now, you know, he used to drive a few, about half a year ago. Now he doesn't even drive anymore. So I literally experienced in my own life I have a power of attorney legally signed document. So about a few a uh, few weeks ago, I went to AAA and got his insurance claim because my mother got into car accident with his car, and it totaled 5,700some dollars. I signed in his name, doing things in the name of Timothy H. Kim, my brother. But I'm Paul Kim. Or oh, another thing is. Kaiser Permanente his health insurance in order for, for me to make that transition and find the right care for him and because of his dialysis and all that I had to sign the document and make the decision, medical decisions because I had a power of attorney, I, I did in the name of my brother so what does it mean to in the name of to everything in the name of Jesus That means you are representing Christ for his name's sake, for his reputation, for his honor, for his glory, and with his authority. There's a misconception in many of us. Oh, pastors, they are doing the Lord's work. So pastors, you really need to think about is that's not his work. Ministry is Lord's work missionaries are like that guess what our church believes in the New Testament says priesthood of every believer because Jesus Christ has come into the throne of grace because of his blood the, the curtain between the holy of holies the God only can go in I mean the high priest can only go in the curtain was ripped apart which meant every single one of us through the blood of Jesus Christ can enter into the Holy of Holies. That means everything you belong to you is actually belong to Christ. You are not your own. Even though you might be doing um, engineering work, that's Lord's work, because you represent in his name. And your mom rearing your child is Lord's work. Paul, Apostle Paul is saying, if you do it in the name of Jesus, you begin to see his glory and his honor will matter and you begin to be filled with thanksgiving. And I want to not become conceptual today, as I mentioned. So let's wrap up in this way. How do you give thanks in all circumstances? By letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. By letting the word of Christ richly dwell in our hearts, in in, in us, in our minds. And by doing all things in in the name of the Lord Jesus for his honor and his reputation. So the conclusion is back to where we started. Let's give thanks to God in all things corporately as well as individually. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Can we thank God and close with a word of prayer? Father thank you for this reminder we pray that the remainder of time that you would be pleased by your children's giving thanks with gladness and joy and we also pray that the joy of the lord would be in our hearts and this would be contagious we pray all these things Thankfully, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.